Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the pod. We are back here in the podcast studio. Pat is not here. Pat currently out on his honeymoon. He is gallivanting around Europe with the intern Whitney. We had a lovely time this past weekend at his wedding. (laughs) Um, Tonight, guest one, while Pat is off on his honeymoon, we kept it in the family. We brought the HR rep. Of this podcast. Hey, kids. <laughs> All right, so guest one, Anna from HR, is in podcast studio. And before we get to everything, first, housekeeping. Contact information, I'll give it, or Gmail. VicariousLivingPod at gmail.com. And our Instagram is VicariousLivingPodcast on Instagram.com. Okay, your intro music now. Fresh is our turn, baby. Interesting song choice. Why did you choose that song? I listened to it when I was in probably middle school, and just whenever I hear it, it makes me happy because I know I'm still fly, even though I'm 30 years old. I'm still fly, and you I can still... just remember a life when you were not with me and how much happier you were. <laughs> not true. <laughs> I can still hang with the kids, is, is what that's supposed to mean. I d- actually, I do remember that song, and I, we, I played that song, uh, Big Timers, and this song. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats, hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till Reminds me of, like, seventh Okay, so let's explain to the kids who you are. Um, you're a current HR rep for the Vicarious Living Podcast Studio. You got the job because of who you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is one of those instances where when they say it's all about who you know, it really does. It's all about who you know because um, you knew one of the two talents of the VL podcast. I knew both of the talents. Yeah. And you're married to one. Yeah. Accidentally. By you. It was an accident. So we've done, Pat Pipes and I have done a lot of talking about how I initially put the wedge on you and your old boyfriend, that douche, Dick Richard. Mm-hmm. So explain what was happening from your perspective back then when I was putting the wedge on. Because the kids have heard a lot about, like from my perspective, all the the time and energy and like over analytics that went into analyzing like text and all that stuff. What was happening <laughs> on your end? Um, not that much overthinking. Um, I mean, in the beginning, I really did not like you very much just because your game style was um, aggressive. Pretty, aggressive. Yes. Pretty much uh, making fun of me. Um, That's nagging. That's nagging. <laughs> Making fun of me and making me say weird things um, and repeat it back to you. 
um, the kickoff carnival stuff. Oh, all the all. So I used to make you recite like old OC quotes. Yes. I don't know what part of the game book that that was in, but I yeah I did. No do one's that. game book. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you could say love at first sight. Uh, <laughs> not in our not in our uh, scenario. No, I actually didn't like you very much at all until Colleen spilled the beans and told me that. Uh, you had a crush oh, on me. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. So, and I was like, that guy? He hates me. And yeah. she's like, no, it's a game he plays. I'm like, oh. It's some awesome game he's got. <laughs> it's a sweet game he's got going on. No, he, she said a game, not the game. I just remember being so fucking pissed about that because I told her that shit in confidence. Like, one drunken night, this girl was over and me and my friends, we were just hanging out with her and um, I told her that I was into you and I said, definitely don't fucking say anything. And she did. Come on now. <laughs> but you said that actually helped because you would have never thought about it had she not said that, right? True. So she was doing you a solid and she was telling me because she was one of my best friends. Of course she's going to tell me. Yeah. So as mentioned, you're the HR rep for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So before we get into OTH... I wanted to just touch base on like where we're at from a (laughs) towing the line perspective because I feel like Pat and I might be close to getting fired. So I'm going to be honest, Brian. Um, (laughs) It's uh, it's not good. It's not looking good for you, for you guys. What are some of the following the rules? (laughs) What are some of the things that we've done? Well, some of the things that you guys have done would be, I mean, obviously the body shaming is uh, pretty, pretty uh, rampant on the podcast, whether it be talking about somebody being fat, cankles, um, just looking weird, (laughs) having weird eyebrows, having penciled in eyebrows, dudes looking like girls, girls looking like dudes. Okay, so like when we say Marissa Cooper has bad legs, that's frowned upon. In HR circles? Will we get fired for that? I mean, I would say it's not, it's never good to say anything negative about somebody um, because it can always fall in the line of harassment. Um, <laughs> so, all right, take Marissa, if, if we said, what, what, how can we say that like Lila Garrity has really bad, bad, bad cankles without <laughs> getting fired? <laughs> How does it, how do we say it to where it's not harassment? What you could say is instead of Lila Garrity has really gross legs or cankles, you could say, I would prefer that she had legs like someone else, like Like J-Lo. skinny legs. Or, um, her legs are not great, but she has a really pretty face. Oh, okay. So maybe like on Lila course correction, we could have said like, Oh man, Lila, she's so great. I really wish like her ankles weren't the exact same width as her thighs and calves. Correct. <laughs> or you could say she would be a oh, lot more yeah. attractive to the general male population if she had legs that resembled more so a J-Lo leg or um, you know, someone else who has really Beyonce leg. Right, that's a hot hot take right there. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just, yeah, we'll just keep we'll keep we'll talk about everything like that because uh, it'll be such a great podcast. And uh, so, something else too, you guys have kind of overlooked is um, so two things. One thing would be 
You can't call anybody a slut. I know intern Whitney's been pretty Whether, adamant well, about that. No, 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 no. So girls and ladies, definitely. Oh, we can't do it with even no. guys. No, no, because now, <laughs> nowadays, I mean, that, well, even yeah. just in general, you shouldn't be be shaming somebody like that and saying that they're, you know, promiscuous and... What are we supposed to do if we're watching Laguna <laughs> Beach and Kristen starts making out with some dude right in front of Steven and he's yelling slut at her? You know, not even go to like the slut route, just more of like she was clearly doing it to piss him off. Okay, now what should Pat and I say when we're watching someone who's being a slut? <laughs> yeah. You can just say that that person... Um, it is very promiscuous or you has... didn't even have a backup word <laughs> <laughs> well you can just say she's popular with the men or she she gravitates to a lot of different guys or guys gravitate to her a lot or she has feelings for multiple dudes <laughs> like you don't you don't have to say she's a slut i mean there's a lot of other words that you can use that aren't as harsh that still gets the same message okay across. All right, so we'll, so... You won't take into account anything that I said. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take some of that into account, and by some I mean very little, and they're good watchouts, though. Like, they're good just watchouts for me and Pat to be aware of, because the last thing we want to do is get fired from the job that we know and love, which is podcasting. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get fired. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get into OTH. Uh, two episodes tonight. First episode, episode six, titled, Every Night is Another Story. Let's start with that. This is a flashback episode. Mm-hmm. And I just want the first... So the first thing we see is Nathan and Lucas come on the screen together and they're actually like walking together and hanging out. And so Peyton and the girls see them hanging out and they're like, what the fuck? Why are these two guys hanging out? And we said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was like... 12 hours earlier flashed up on the screen and then we're like oh now we're gonna find out why these two arch nemesis nemesis <laughs> nemesis 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 why they're hanging out 12 hours earlier so that starts happening when we see those guys also both guys have their shirt off and Giggity. you were very intrigued <laughs> So, and I, I didn't know that this, and I still don't think this is the technical term, but his sex muscles were out to play. Yeah, the little muscles, like, right right ab- above, like, like your pelvic muscles. Yes. Is that the word you were looking for? I still think they're called something else, but... It's it the muscles that, like, come right above, like, the boxer line or briefs line mm-hmm. or whatever, those, like, muscles, and you're saying that's the hottest muscle on a guy. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Over, like, back muscles? Aren't you, like, really into back muscles? Nope, that's someone else. That's not me. <laughs> you said that one, so you were, like, <laughs> Nope, really never said it. <laughs> I thought, so, you're a Chad Michael Murray girl, through and through. For sure. Versus a Nathan gal. Oh, yeah, Nathan's gross. You're into blondes? Is that what you're saying now? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and I, I see what you're doing, because I always say this to you. Yeah. I see what you're doing. <laughs> um, so we'll get into the whole storyline on like why they're shirtless and all that shit. 
Um, but anyways, it fast or it, it backtracks 12 hours earlier and why they're hanging out. And it starts off with a clip I want to play of Karen. Here it is. Is this for that Justice League thing? Small business league. And yes, it's one of the few times a year I get to dress up and I'd like to look nice. Well, is Keith still going as your date? It's not a date. We're just going together. Why would you say that? You guys hang out a lot and you get along well. Yeah, well, I get along with the guy who delivers our water. Doesn't mean I'm going to date him. Yeah, but the guy who delivers our water is not Keith. It just, again, I'm so confused. Like, this doesn't exist in life. This doesn't exist in life. I think the scenario of a guy really liking a girl and like getting in the friend zone really hard is definitely a possible scenario. But the twist with this is that Keith is Dan's brother and Dan is Lucas's father. So that whole thing is a little hard to to understand and to um, see as a reality. But as far as a dude being in a friend zone for a while... That's totally realistic. That's totally realistic, yeah. But I, I totally... I get it. Like, I know that friend zone, that level of friend zone totally exists, but... This we're now getting on eighteen years. This is eighteen years of being in the friend zone. He's just a big pussy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there, there's no other explanation. There's no other like, how can a guy who's had no sex with that girl stay that long? It just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. I think hands down, it's the most unrealistic part of this entire show. But I also think, in a way, it's really sweet because he cares so much about Karen that he doesn't even care if there's like a sexual relationship or yeah, that doesn't a, exist an emotional relationship he just cares about her and cares about lucas that doesn't exist i would like to pretend that it does because yeah, it's very so nice i think this is a key point is that this show is just so built for ladies i think we're and i love it because i love lady shows i would say the general audience is probably ladies more so than yeah, it, it, men. it for sure is if you talk, like, I don't know many guys who have really watched One Tree Hill, but if you talk to any girl, it's like, oh, oh yeah, I watched One Tree Hill. Love that show. Yeah. And so the other thing is that also the soap opera music that's just happening the entire time, whether it's a funny moment or a sad moment or whatever, there's always just that like background, like it's not needed. I know it's not needed, but it's always there, meaning... Yeah, which is annoying. Yeah, it is. I think it is. I think in some scenarios, it helps, but, like, if it's just somebody just hanging out and talking to someone yeah, else, there, there does... Yeah, um, Okay, so, outside of that, the whole premise of the episode, to get Lucas and Nathan to come together, because now we're at this point where it's like, all right, there's been... Five straight episodes of shit between these two guys, and now we need to start to like bring them together a little bit. These guys are brothers. Mm-hmm. We gotta bring them together. So the way that they do that, and it was honestly very reminiscent of the OC's mall episode, where I, it's like a very teen drama esque thing where they just go, "We just need to get a fortuitous trap. We need to fortuitously trap people who don't like each other together. No one else around." We just trap them fucking together. And so that the way that they do this is away basketball game. You get out of fucking Tree Hill. You go to some podunk town. And 
play this away game in the away game. I think it's like the first time in human history that two players on the same team have gotten into a physical fight with each other and the refs ejected them for fighting. That's Lucas and Nathan. Mm-hmm. And so then what the whole setup of this episode is that the reason they're forced to be together is that Whitey, on the bus ride home, he goes, Hey, Lucas, Nathan, you guys are walking home, bitch. As 30 miles. You're walking 30 miles. Which, Whitey would be so fired and sued. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's absurd. That that would never, ever happen to where he would still have his job. Is that, yeah, is that from an HR perspective, like child endangerment? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. I, I just, like, God, I just keep thinking, like, we're coming off, you know, we did Friday Night Lights and we just saw how awesome fucking Coach T is. You think Coach T is good looking guy. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. It's just such a fucking differential between Coach T and him winning Emmys and being the fucking man, Kyle Chandler, and now going to fucking Whitey, who's this coach. Mm-hmm. It's like the biggest Kroger brand high school athletic coach I've ever seen. Yep. Fucking sucks. Anyway, so yeah, Whitey, he makes them uh, walk home 30 miles insane. And then, then we're just like, all right, okay, now we get it. Fortuitous trap scenario. Now these two guys who are arch enemies with each other now are going to be forced to like interact. And Nathan's not going to have the cop out of like all of his bros around and all that shit. He's going to actually have to talk. Yep. Oh, to real quick to go back. I want to pl- um I want to play a clip because Brooke gets injured while those brothers are fighting on the basketball court. Mhm. And there's this clip of how she acts after she's gotten pain pills. Yep. Here it is. Hey! <laughs> oh, boy. Hi. <laughs> this is my best friend in the whole wide world. Don't you think she's pretty? What is this? She found some pills on the floor. <laughs> She'll be fine. Just uh, let her sleep it off. <laughs> hey! Oh, call me! Oh! Definitely, she has never in real life been on pain meds before um, because she just acts drunk, which isn't really what pain medication does. Usually it knocks you out. I mean, yeah, you're a little loopy. You may say things that don't make sense, but she is legit having like straight up conversations with people and it just sounds like she's drunk, which is not the same thing. So my one experience with, I'm, I just, I've realized I'm never going to be an opiate addicted kind of guy. Which is good. It's good. That's a plus. Um, I have OCD and so I'm addicted to like tons of things. Mostly they're like innocuous, stupid fucking things. But if I ever had like a real opiate addiction with my personality type, that would be not good. <laughs> no, no. Um, but I was thinking like I had one, one time where I was forced to take pain meds. Is that with your teeth? Yeah. When I got yeah. my, um, wisdom teeth taken out and I, I didn't have any, uh, I definitely didn't have what Brooke just acted like. I wasn't like drunk like that. I just remember a horrible fucking experience of taking them before bed because I was in excruciating pain when I got my wisdom teeth out and it was the only thing that could get me to go to sleep. And I went to bed and fucking woke up in the middle of the night and had the most vivid, insane nightmare 
of my entire fucking life. Have I told you a story? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you have. Oh, okay. Repeating. Repeating. <laughs> it's okay, it's my life. Fucking usually. was just convinced that there was a serial killer in the house. This is back when I was still living at home with my parents. And like got up out of bed sweating profusely. And you know, usually when you have a nightmare, like a couple seconds, it goes mm-hmm. away. Yep. This just didn't. So I just stayed awake, like alert that the murderer was in the house. And so for like the next 15, 20 minutes, I like locked my door. I got a baseball bat out of the closet and I literally sat Indian style hidden behind (laughs) my bed on the floor, like peeking around the side of the bed, expecting like eventually he was just going to break through the locked door on my bedroom and I would just go, okay. What sort of weapon did you have? It was, it was a, ba- I say it's a baseball bat to sound cooler. In reality, um, when you used to go to Reds games, you would get like, you could get those mini kids baseball bats. Those uh, red yeah, ones. that's a lot less cool. <laughs> and so it was like a, yeah, it was like a, a maybe a two foot mini bat that was just holding. That would totally kill someone. And mm-hmm. I, I was just like, all right, it's go time. Like if he, he is going to come to my door. When he does, he'll be halted for a second from the lock, but then he'll probably kick it down, and then it'll just be, like, on me and this little mini kid baseball bat to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Payments, so that was my, my one experience. meds are nothing to mess with. I, I, the one time I only took one um, was we were going to the county fair in high school, and I thought it would be fun to take half of one, and the last thing I remember is looking at the chickens um, at the county fair. And that was the last thing I remember. And apparently my friends just took me back to the car and <laughs> let me sleep in the car because I immediately passed out. So, yeah, that is not. No, it was half. That, is, that was half. And that is not what Brooke did. So Brooke took two, two full ones. So both of us, it involved like a heavy sedation. We were sedated. You fell asleep. Correct. I was asleep and then woke up, but I was like in a haze. What Brooke is doing is like an alert drunkenness, mm-hmm. like fumbling over your words, slurring your words. And, and she's like up and like giddy. You know, it's sad. It's unfortunate because I would say my opinion is that Brooke is probably one of the best actors on the show. I agree. I really think she is. But in that one moment, I was like, damn, Brooke fuck that was weak weak acting she needed to do some research before she yeah she acted she just needed to do less too yeah like just do less because the whole thing is if you just like everyone's got to like move you around because your body like won't move itself that would have been more accurate Mm -hmm. anyways um okay so while nathan and lucas are going home they get kidnapped they so get, many crimes. <laughs> so many crimes. <laughs> they get kidnapped by rival players from the team that they just played. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing that these guys are doing is like they're kidnapping Lucas and Nathan to take them out in the middle of the woods on a Friday night, strip them down completely naked, and have gladiator fights in front while they watch and drink beers. Sounds like a normal Friday night to me. <laughs> that was so weird. I was like, <laughs> fellas, I, I don't get it. So you're kidnapping kids from the rival high school 
getting them to drop trow so you can watch them touch dicks and wrestle what the fuck like who does that what high school i can never remember in high school and like hey boys fellas you know it would be a lot of fun let's drive across town kidnap a couple guys who we don't like from another <laughs> school you don't like chad right chad and brad you don't like chad and brad let's kidnap chad and brad take him out to the woods tie him up take him out to the woods and then we'll have chad and brad get naked in front of us no hear me out hear me out after they're naked we watch them wrestle you guys still <laughs> don't like it you guys still aren't on board okay What's, uh, yeah, I feel like, what? You just hear a pin drop and it's just like, what's wrong with you guys? This sounds so fucking fun. One part that you are leaving out is uh, they also held them at gunpoint. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that gun turned out to be fake, though. It was a little baby gun. Yeah, it was a little baby gun. But that was, it turned out that the gun was fake. But yeah, a weird, <laughs> another weird... <laughs> Because isn't there something in crime, you watch a lot of crime, isn't there something with like, if it's actually an armed real weapon with kidnapping, like it takes it yeah. from a, just a robbery to like an armed robbery and mm-hmm. it's a lot, so like. Correct, it's a lot. So with kidnapping, it's the same. So now they're double full on committing crimes. I think so. How do so. you not know this? You watch crime every night. I watch murder, I don't watch kidnapping. <laughs> Unless if it ends in murder and that's usually <laughs> what they're convicted of. Okay. But I would say if you had an armed, if you were armed in the kidnapping, yes, that would increase the jail time. Okay, so they get, they end up, Lucas and Nathan, they end up getting freed. Like, they free themselves. They dupe the kids, the the drunken guys who are just trying to see two straight guys wrestle with their dicks out. They escape. After they escape, now we're getting into the real crux of, like, forced, fortuitous enemy male bonding mm-hmm. and let's play a clip here this is i want to put a clip in this is uh nathan bonding with lucas um telling a story about his dad growing up uh baseball games here it is you should consider yourself lucky sometimes lucky to not have a dad at least this one i remember this one summer i was playing little league baseball i was a pitcher my dad was the coach so my dad calls a timeout, comes to the mound, he grabs me by the arm, and he kicks me in the ass as hard as he can. I mean, he literally took my arm so that I wouldn't, like, go flying. He kicked me so hard. <sighs> then he brought Stevie Pikin into pitch, sat me on the bench. Never mention it again. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so just think about that. Next time you're feeling sorry for yourself. And that's when we realized everyone in Tree Hill essentially bonds over how bad Dan Scott sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan is the worst. And I feel like a lot of people in One Tree Hill bond or being like, oh, Dan. Yeah, we're not going to invite him. It'll just be you and I. It's like just a classic like common enemy situation, I think. Anyone will bond over a common enemy. And apparently in this town, everyone's common enemy is Dan. It's not even just uh, Nathan and Lucas. Like we're seeing in this next episode that Karen 
and Deb, Nathan's mom, mm-hmm. are starting to fucking bond up about how much they hate yeah. Dan. Like, everyone bonds over that how is, much. That is so true. And, I mean, you with work, I'm sure you know. But I have the same thing going on with work. There is one particular person that I will not name. Um, but everybody hates this person. And Charlie. Yeah, let's just call him Charlie. <laughs> and uh, Charlie is the worst in many ways. But the one upside about Charlie is that everyone else that despises this person um, ends up bonding over just their pure hatred for this What's everyone guy. hate about Charlie at work? He is annoying. Like he'll like you'll be having a conversation with somebody one on one. I just want and he'll yeah. just he'll just completely take over the conversation, even if he wasn't even part of it. He'll just completely like reroute the situation to something completely different. I don't know if those people are just interrupting conversations more than like the normal man, or if people are interrupting conversations all the time between other people. It's just when it's someone you like, you don't notice it. When, when it's someone you like and they come in, you just weave them in mm-hmm. and you're just all having a but conversation. I think there's a there's always a level of self-awareness. Like even if somebody does that, they like answer the question or they comment on what this person is interjecting with and like being like, oh yeah, that's a good point. Thanks for bringing that, whatever. The, he just comes in and hijacks. Well, it. but I think the difference too is that he doesn't understand. He has zero level of self-awareness to where he knows that he's no longer needed in the conversation or that it's a important conversation that he shouldn't be hijacking. I just don't think he understands yeah. that. So, yeah, there's, there's always moments when you realize, oh, these two people are engaged in like a serious conversation. Yeah, he has no... So I should like fuck off. I should Correct. not go over and like get involved in that. Clearly they're like animated talking right. about something that I should just stay out of. Yeah. Um, last thing that happens in episode six to zag back to the show is Keith punches Dan at this get together that they're at. Ooh boy. <laughs> and Keith does this because he's all blacked out. He's drunk as fuck. And he's like, I'm finally just going to take a stand against my little brother who's a piece of shit and now running this town. Gets drunk, punches him, and then at the end of the episode, while Karen is like nursing him back to health, after the fight he got in, he says, I love you. Mm -hmm. To Karen before passing out drunk. Classic. So what would you do in a situation like that? Like, would you bring it up the next day or would you just let it ride until that person... Oh, I definitely 100% bring it up. Me too. Which I don't understand why that doesn't happen or it kind of it does in a way, but they beat around the bush. He just says like, he says some loose comment like, oh, mm, you know, people, you know, last night, you know, drunk, you know, when things. you're drinking, like, you say crazy things, right? So, you know, whatever I said. I don't even know what I said, but whatever it I said. It was wild, yeah. It was wild. And it's clear he knew what he said. She knew what he said. I would never do that. I would just... My mode with conflict is always to just dive headfirst into it. <laughs> Which is fun. So, I would just... Yeah, if I... <laughs> I would just go, if I were in... Keith's shoes, I would just go to Karen and I would just say, I said it. I love you. No, I wouldn't. No, no. <laughs> That's not how you dive head first. You got to delicately dive head first. 
I'd just say like, look, I said it. Like, what's up? I fucking said it. That was the alcohol that made me say it. And it sucks that I said it like because I was drunk and all that. But monkey's out of the bottle, dude. It's like, fucking out there, Karen. You mean cats out of the bag? I've no. never heard of monkeys out of the bottle. That's from Pineapple Express. Another Pineapple Express <laughs> clip here. Monkeys out of the bottle, man. What? Yeah. That's not even an expression. Pandora doesn't go back in the box. He only comes out. Yeah. Um, that's what I just say. I just say, like, yeah, it's fucking out. Yeah, it was the alcohol that did it. And so, like, that's unfortunate. But, like, it's out there. So, like, what's up? What's up? You want me or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want me? You want a piece of this? Piece of cake? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that. Let's get into episode seven. Life in a glass house. That's the title. Life is back to normal after this like crazy fortuitous, like everyone's forced to bond with each other because of the crazy situation. When I say back to normal, like Haley is now like being excluded by Peyton again. High school cool dynamics. That's all that was coming back. It's just the politics. Politics. That's high school cool politics coming into play. Um, There in this episode, the big thing that's happening is that there is a... I would put it um, on par. There's a party for Dan that I would put on par with like Caleb's Man of the Year party in the OC. Mm -hmm. It seemed like he was getting a... Hey, it's a bunch of rich people getting together and just celebrating this rich old white guy kind of vibe. Yeah. And that's what Dan Scott was getting. And I, I, I the only thing I wrote down about that was those are a staple of teen drama shows. So much a staple. Yeah. So I have a list that I've wrote down because Pat and I have been compiling a list for years of like ingredients that you need to make up a teen drama TV show. If you do... I don't doubt that for one minute. If you do these, like, seven things, you will have a successful teen drama TV show. No matter what channel it's on, no matter who the characters are, who the actors are, it doesn't matter. Show's going to be successful. What's on that list? Number one, kid from the wrong side of the tracks. Mm -hmm. You need a kid who's fucking... He's poor, and he's from the wrong side of the tracks, and he operates different than... Number two... All the rich kids who reject any outsider whatsoever. Yeah, they got so, they got the click. Yeah. You have a poor, out-of-town, other-side-of-the-tracks kid coming into this rich bubble. Mm-hmm. Those are two. Number three, town needs to be by a body of water. That's mm. true across the <laughs> What Think run, about it. One Tree Hill, is it a one river? One Tree Hill, it's right by the river. They have the river court right there on the river. Are most cities surrounded by a river or... Well, I'm just saying, okay, so real quick, first off, they're all by, the OC is literally on the Pacific Ocean. Right. Done. One Tree Hill, it's on a river right there in Tree Hill, North Carolina. Done. You have Dawson's Creek, Creek's in the title, (laughs) enough said. Beverly Hills 90210, again, right by water. What about Gossip Girl or Vampire Diaries? So, (laughs) point is this, point is this, the body of water's key and you need it. Okay. What was I going to say? There's something I was going to say about. But I think the main point is you can't have a teen drama just in like Omaha, Nebraska. I think you have to have 
a situation where there's a place that's like a natural hangout and usually it's like the beach or somewhere by the river yeah so maybe we amend that to say instead of it needs to be on a body of water it needs to be by some some place that facilitates natural 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 hangouts Mm -hmm. which water is a natural hangout Mm -hmm. it brings people together Mm -hmm. okay next one great indie music that's a given 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 um Lead girl with, I don't know what number we're on, but this is still on my list. Lead girl with massive, massive amounts of... Of boobs. No. (laughs) Fucking on my list. Mass... Lead... Lead girl with massive amounts of teenage angst. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. True. As fuck. Beverly Hills 90210, Brenda... Um, I don't know her personally The OC, OC, Marissa, One Tree Hill, Peyton, um, Dawson's Creek, I guess we could say Joey. Yeah. Maybe. Katie Holmes. Or someone who's just a little like socially awkward or not quite sure of herself. A lot of emotional baggage. Yeah. A lot of emotional baggage. And the last one on my list, a lot of brooding. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have any any other thoughts on that list? Yeah, I mean, I feel like there always kind of has to be... There's always an outsider with rich kids. But I also feel like there's always a, like a quirky friend. And it can be quirky in a different way. Like, um, Seth was quirky, but he wasn't like a bad... Yeah, these are hot. These are these are just like hot people with weird dynamic. But I feel like there's always, like, at least a main character that has a friend or has a friend relationship with someone that's kind of off. But, like, it works. Yeah, that is something that's always true, is there's always, like, the cool person who wants, who, like, wants to hang out with, like, the quirky person, and it's like, whoa, cool person's hanging out with this person? Well, and then there's, like, like, in One Tree Hill, there's Peyton, who's kind of alternative, but she's a cheerleader, too, and so she's friends with Brooke, but she's also, like, got her own thing going on, and she's not, like, fully into the whole cheerleader thing, and then, uh... Okay, so you're saying... Seth is cool. Yeah, Seth is... Because he's funny. Yeah. But he's also, like, kind of nerdy. So you couldn't have, in, in teen dramas, you couldn't have, like, two Brooks. Correct. You need a Brook who's cool and, like, kind of surface level yeah. at this point. With the one who's also cool, like Peyton, but she's quirky as fuck. Yeah, I feel like she would have to have some, like, personal hobbies that are, like, kind of, like, kind of off. Whether it be yeah. drawing or her being into no effects or, you know. Yeah, they're just like alternative alternative hobbies and activities. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, another... The, we haven't even touched on Haley much in this. Haley and Nathan shit is heating the fuck up. Word. Mm-hmm. Let's play a clip of Haley finally realizing that she, when she's talking with Lucas that she is into Nathan. Here it is. Uh, okay. You're not gonna like this. In fact, you're gonna hate this. But I feel that I should tell you in the interest of full friendship disclosure. (laughs) Yeah, right. What could be worse than you tutoring Nathan, yeah? You like him. Luke, do not freak out on me, okay? I can't help it any more than you can. I don't like him. I'm talking about you and Peyton. We don't decide who we like. We just... It happens. 
Okay, like I understand Lucas and Haley are friends and she genuinely cares about not hurting his feelings, but I feel like he plays such a dad role in that. Like, you know I don't like him, right? You know you're going to get hurt. Yeah. I just want you to be careful. Like, okay, what, what friend, like, yes, if, if somebody was dating someone I didn't like, I would be like, I don't like that person, but I'm okay if you like them, whatever, but, like, just tread lightly. I just feel like the way that he did it was so dad of him. It was just kind of a weird vibe. One of the biggest things I don't understand, dynamics, and, uh, there's two relationship dynamics I don't understand in this show. One. Can I guess them? Okay. Lucas and Haley. Correct. Karen and Keith. Correct. <laughs> points. You get points. I just, I'm just so confused. Like, so we've covered extensively the confusion I have with Keith and how he's been friends for 18 years with this lady and just not had any sex with her. The other one is Lucas and Haley. I don't understand their friend relationship. Like, I always, I always thought that maybe they were friends, like, when they were growing up. That would make sense. Like, if you were growing up with this person, you guys lived on the same block, and you just, like, grew up together naturally. But the fact that they don't have any background, and they just, like, are friends because she works at his mom's cafe, it's just, a, it's just weird. It's, it's so weird, and I'm just... Oh, I'll, I'll always be confused. Like, I un, I totally get a guy and a girl can just have a platonic friend relationship. Totally get that. But when you are the age of 16 and a half and the hormones are at a 37 out of 10, I don't understand how at that point in your life when both of you are single and you vibe so well and you're both so attractive. And Lucas has sex muscles. He has sex muscles, and she is very good looking how they are not hooking up. Except when she's wearing the hat. The hat. And there's never that scenario where at least it doesn't get brought up. Like, one, at least one person feels differently, like whether it be Haley or Lucas, and they are like, hey, I like you. Do you want to date? Yeah, yeah. And then either Lucas or Haley, depending on who says that, goes no dude we're just friends or no i that i don't think of you that way but at least you have the conversation that's a good point a hundred percent accurate that i wish i would have said that one of the two parties wants to hook up with the other correct so i should have fucking said that I'm i kick- said it for you i'm You're kicking welcome. myself for not having it and saying <laughs> it that one of the two people wants to have sex with the other that is what I wish they would have done. And at least they're kind of doing that a little with Keith about like how Keith clearly is in love with Yeah, Karen. that makes sense. And so now, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me to wrap that whole thing up. It doesn't make sense because at least one of those people is not trying to fuck the other one. Even though Keith waited 18 years yeah. <laughs> to have this conversation. Well, and again, that's why the, both of those, for their own reasons, both those relationships are just two I will never understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get back to Brooke. Meeks! Meeks! Max! No! I know he's fucking up the sheets. Meeksy! Meeks? Hi, Babs. 
You fucking up the sheets? No, Bobby. Okay, we gotta get back to Brooke. Um, Brooke's on a rampage. She's on a fucking wild rampage. So, I think it only makes sense, and we we touched on this while we were watching the episode, I think it only makes sense that this week, Brooke gets the MCITW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for this week, for the MCITW, it is gonna go to Brooke, and it's gonna go to her for two clips that I want to play. First clip is this. Tudor girl. It's Haley. Brooke. Haley, right. Nathan's own personal little care package. Everything's starting to make so much more sense now. You two are adorable. What was my favorite part? Believing you'll do well is half the battle. You know, Tudor girl's little love note you passed around earlier. The one that said, call me if you need anything at all. <laughs> all right. Haley, I... Stay away from me. The game's getting old, Brooke. So, in that first clip, Brooke is on a drunken rampage, just like through and through. She's... I, I know that they eventually edit her to have, like, a ton of layers, and I love Brooke, like, at the end of all this, but early on in the beginning of One Tree Hill, they are literally only editing her as, like, a drunk psychopath on a war rampage. She's got a lot of insecurity and just self-hate. She's just leaving this Tree Hill town in her drunken wake. Mm-hmm. So in that first clip, she found a note... That Haley left Nathan, because it's clear Haley, like we said, is starting to like Nathan. She left him a note when she was uh, hanging out with him during one of their tutoring sessions. And it said, like, best of, like, good luck on your exam, Marson. Bullshit. Like, it wasn't even that big of a deal. And she just used it against Haley, who's, like, not cool with all the cool kids. And, like, made all the cool kids, like, hear that shit and, like, made fun of her for it. I always get so upset when, like, shit like this happens. That's bullying at its finest. Well, and the person that is getting, quote-unquote, bullied doesn't do anything about it. I mean, if somebody did that to me, and granted... Haley's this not is, cool. She's not cool. Granted, She's though, not... this is me This is me now. Me in high school, maybe it was different. But I just always feel like... I'm just like, stand up for yourself. Like, say something shitty back and, like, make her feel like a dick because that's how she should feel. You shouldn't make her win because this is the exact reaction that she wants from you. Yeah, but... Is to cower away and cry. Like, don't give her that. I mean, that's what you're saying now, but, like, in high school... I know. High school is a completely different world. I get it. If the cool girl is, like, dominating you like that, you're not gonna do that. I would just want them to. Yeah. I, I don't I don't disagree. Like, yes, you, you want... It's like, hey, Haley, stand up for yourself. Like, don't allow this shit to happen. But, like, yeah, if you're, if you're sitting there in high school and you don't know any of these people and it's like a gang bullying mentality, they're all standing around looking at you laughing. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? You're going to sit there and just be like, hey, I don't like that. You're not going to do that. And it's unfortunate because you really wish that she would. But, I mean, Lucas Lucas does a good job handling that type of shit. Yeah. 
He does a better job of it. For some reason, like with Lucas, more stuff seems to like slide off his shoulders. Yeah. But okay, second clip on Brooke leaving this town, fucking in in her drunken wake. Listen up, everybody. It's time to play truth or dare, or maybe just dare, because nobody really tells the truth anymore. Let's see, Peyton. Brooke, come on. I dare you to show us how you really feel. Kiss Lucas. That was an interesting scene because, like, one, this Lucas Peyton stuff has been building Mm -hmm. and building and building it this has been building like harder than i am i am anticipating this hookup this first hookup between lucas and peyton like harder than i've anticipated anything in my whole fucking life so it's building (laughs) (laughs) and um brooke just like fucking ruins it she just ruins it with like doing that dare or whatever and it's like god damn but anyways peyton just looks at it like i'm not gonna like fucking back down to this bullshit you're gonna dare me i will kiss him so fucking she does kiss him it's charged charged as fuck and i don't know it was just unfortunate because like i i imagined all this like five episodes worth of like peyton lucas build of like will they won't they kind of thing that that's been like growing and growing i saw it going differently than that and their first kiss yeah and with if i were peyton i wouldn't have done that i would have been like Brooke, shut up, you're drunk. Like, go away. And it was such an aggressive kiss. Like, if if that was the case and you want, you, like, liked this person, you didn't want to back down from the dare, why not just, like, have, like, a normal kiss? Why go in for such an aggressive kiss? I don't know. Like, because it's like, you're, so Peyton had, like, I, I think she had two options. It's either, all right, I just go in for this aggressive kiss, like, I don't care. That's what she did. It's, there's no, there's no meaning behind it. I'm getting dared. This girl's trying to like put me out in front of all of her friends. So fuck her. I'm just going to like double down and kiss him and, and like fuck it and like show her that she's the idiot. Yeah. That's the one option. The second option is she does, is she does the thing where she just like gets, gets in a fucking Brooke's face and then calls out all of her insecurities. Yeah. Cause clearly some mad jabs. Yeah, because clearly what Brooke just did was called out all of Peyton's insecurities, all the Lucas stuff, and brought him to light in front of everyone. So Peyton could have just brought out all of Brooke's and been like, all right, I'm going to sink to your level, bitch. And now I'm going to make you feel just as shitty as you just tried to do to me. Mm-hmm. Peyton took the high road. I don't know if there were only two options. What's the third option? Of her getting out of there with her social standing, like with her pride saying to Brooke that she's an idiot and to just fuck off. Yeah, but then Peyton looks like a bitch. Like she looks like a pussy bitch who's just backing down. But couldn't she have just like pecked Lucas? Like she I don't I mean I understand your I don't give a fuck. I'm going to hard kiss. I'm looking Lucas. at Yeah, I'm looking at this but like, as I'm I'm in Peyton. I feel like I'm, you could also like just do like a like a flirty kiss and it would be the same. Yeah. I mean you could. I'm looking at this as I'm Peyton 
and I'm like, I'm a hardcore, I don't back down for anybody. Yeah. Peyton wouldn't do just a flirty kiss. I don't get pushed around. So that's, I guess, the, my two options I gave are like, are like that. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't fucking stand for anyone, especially not you, Brooke, pushing me around. So fuck you. I'll kiss this guy. Suck my dick, bitch. Yeah. Um, Brooke Peyton, man. Fuck, it's going... But, oh, by the way, all of that, I didn't even give the lead intro for that. All of those two clips, like I said, they're brought to you by our fine, 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 fine sponsors from Wickoware. That's W-I-C-K-O-W-Ware. Be free and explore. Get all your to Wickoware.com. Type in the promo code BL and check out your 10% off your order. Shirts, we got them. $30. You got one, right, babe? Mm-hmm. You like it? Yeah, it's nice and soft. Sell some shirts for us right now. Sell some merch. What about the shirts do you love so much? Um, love the quarter length sleeve. Love... Perfect for like mm-hmm. high humidity, 105 degree temperatures. Well, but, well, <laughs> getting it ready for fall. Yeah. I mean, fall's right around the corner. The color combinations are on point. Yep. I personally have the gray and maroon color and I love it. Yeah. And yeah, the shirts are really soft. They got a good length. And would you say they fit like a soft ass glove? Yeah. 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 I mean, good selling. Mm-hmm. Good selling by you there. So with all of that, Brooke, be free and explore. Brought to you by Wicklowware. You are the MCITW this week. Brooke and Peyton, real quick, last last thing I want to say on them. Can we say that like for, for this podcaster sitting here? This podcaster? This one? I would say <laughs> Right now, I'm looking at Brooke, and I'm looking at Peyton, and I'm going, I got to get Peyton 100 times out of 100, because Brooke is just so fucking easy. She is literally trying to hook up with any dude with a dick and a pulse in the entire town of Tree Hill, North Carolina. Correct. She's the horniest girl I've ever seen in my fucking life. Can we agree on that? Mm-hmm. She is so fucking horny. And it's just such a turnoff well, to me. Well, someone just had sex with her already. So yeah, she can like, just God be done. You know what? I'm getting a real vibe from Brooke that she's a virgin. Yes. I think it's all a facade. E- a facade. I said facade. You said a sod. A facade. You said a, uh, <laughs> is that <a> rapper? <laughs> no, that's his kid. A sod. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Khaled. G- DJ Khaled, <laughs> son of Assad. <laughs> son of Assad. Or son, yeah, son of Assad. Father of Assad. Father of Assad. <laughs> oh, he's the worst. I fucking hate DJ Khaled. God, I'll do a whole rant on him at some other point. Um, Another one. Another one. <laughs> Another one. Another one. Another one. Another one. Um, Brooke versus Peyton. To me, I'm going Peyton a hundred times out of a hundred because she is so hard to read and understand and she's so hard to get. Brooke is easy as fuck. Brooke is trying to, like I said, she's horny as shit. She will get with anyone. And that's why she's gotten with no one. No guys. And Peyton has gotten with two dudes at this point. So I know that in the OC they did this where... I swear to God, the similarities between early edit Summer in the first few episodes and early edit Brooke in the first few episodes of OTH are so fucking similar. It's insane. And I think I'm I'm inserting a virgin 
moniker on Brooke because that is what ended up happening with Summer. Mm-hmm. It turned out that Summer was a virgin and, and she, it was all a Assad, a.k.a. Fassad, where that was why she was doing all that shit was because actually she was super insecure. She never really got with any guys. Yeah. I don't know about Brooke. She might actually just be hooking up with tons of dudes. But either way, Brooke is easy and I don't like it. Yeah, most dudes don't. The hard to get thing. It's like the number one thing I think guys want. Dudes are competitive as fuck. They just want a challenge. Peyton is a challenge. She's so hard to figure out. Alright. Song slash clip time. This song, if you remember back, played in our final Lagoon Beach episode. Pretty hot song at the time. Because this, it was such a hot song at the time. In this scene, that song is playing because now Lucas had his first hookup with Peyton. Didn't go, didn't go well. Yeah, it didn't go as planned. Lucas said one of the lamest things I think I've ever seen. Aw, I think it was sweet. All right, see that that's just like the that's the clear difference, right? There. <laughs> that that to me is why this was a girl show because that is something a guy would never fucking say to a girl who he's hooking up with for the first time. Maybe not the first time in high school. That's a little. I just want, hey, hey, shut up. Hey, (laughs) shut up. He doesn't say shut up. I don't, stop the kissing. Stop. Put your clothes, stop taking your clothes off. I just want you to know, Peyton, I want this. Puts his hand on her heart. I want all of you. I think that That would would never happen. I I think that would be nice to say, like, maybe... Third or fourth hookup. Maybe not Maybe not the first hookup. Yeah, like, dude, take it down a notch, guy. Like, don't do it that aggressively first hookup. Like, if you're in a relationship or whatever, you're trying to, like, take it to the next level, then say those sweet nothings. But, like, wouldn't you just be so creeped out if a guy said that? He, like, stopped everything and he just goes, like, hey, I just want this. I'd be, I mean, I think it's sweet. But you're right. If if it was the first hookup situation, I would I would get a weird feeling in my stomach. But I wouldn't handle it the way that Peyton did. She just ran out. Yeah. Yeah. And she was as freaked out as I would be in that scenario. I, I don't. I, but she yeah. was like pissed off. Like I wouldn't. I would just be weirded out for a second. So you and I would run out of the room figuratively would run out of the room on that first hookup because we would be saying like this guy's fucking weird as shit fuck this but if you're Peyton she ran out because she was like I'm not ready to commit like that yeah like 
So two things. One, that's why Peyton ran out because she's just got all this baggage and she's not trying to really emotionally connect that intensely with anyone. She's just trying to like, hey, we're having a good time. Let's just have a good time. Mm -hmm. Second thing is this is a clear reason on why girls are always huge, like huge One Tree Hill fans. And I know so many more girls that watch this show than guys is because of those lines where you watch it and you go, oh, that's such a nice thing. And I watch it just like, dude, why would you fucking say that on the first hookup? Loser. Nerd. (laughs) But also, Luke, it also helped that Lucas was just really hot and he has the sex muscles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're just imagining a really hot guy saying that. Correct. Um, okay. Let's let's just end it with... Let's end this pod with a song. This song starts playing. And... We got montage. You happening everywhere while this song is playing. You got all the shit going on with Nathan and Haley. While this song is playing, like Nathan shows up because clearly Brooke clowned on Haley. She made her look bad as we talked about in front of all the cool people. Haley like went off and cried. Little bitch. She went back to the coffee shop, Karen's shop, and just started crying. Can I come in? Nathan, while this song is playing montage style, he feels like bad because he actually we start to see like Oh, I think Nathan likes Haley officially. Please, you gotta believe me. But what is there to like about Nathan? Well, hold on. Before you get into that. So, Nathan's like going off... I'll stop the song. Stop the song for a second. Here's what I would say about what it is that Haley likes about Nathan. All girls, correct me if I'm wrong, have this like ultimate fucking fantasy that they are gonna date a bad boy and be the one, I'm the one. I'm the one that changed it. Wrong. That's not wrong. Yeah, you're right. All girls <laughs> have... <laughs> no, you tell me. Because from my perspective, it feels like all girls have this fantasy that they are going to get a bad boy who's been a total piece of shit to a million different girls and they're the one that he finally changed his ways for. I think there are definitely girls that gravitate towards that, yes. You're not going to say all girls? Blanket statement time. We're on podcast. I'm not going to say all girls. 98%? Okay. 95% of all girls, 95.4% of all girls want to be the one to, to be the one that like changes the bad boy. So to answer your question, I feel like that is what's happening. Haley naively thinks she's going to be the one to do that. I guess. I don't know. So outside I just, that, I just you don't, just don't think Nathan's a good He's not guy. he's not like the bad boy that I would envision though. Like he doesn't like he's not like the classic bad boy that like rides he's not like a Justin Bobby <laughs> situation. <laughs> yeah, Justin Bobby from the hills. <laughs> now we're talking real bad boys. He, I just, he wears eyeliner. Did you see that in the last yeah, episode? Yeah. He officially is a Craig for from Southern Charm and wears eyeliner. Except Craig can't like <laughs> Craig's not a bad boy. It's just like a hardcore eyeliner situation. Anyways, I I just, I think the, 
it's not necessarily him being a bad boy. It's the fact that he's the popular kid in school and he's part of the popular group. I don't think it's the bad boy piece. So you think? Because I don't think he's a bad boy. Well, he is a dick. He's a dick. He's not a bad boy. Those are two different things. So you just think that she's enthralled by the fact that he's like the cool popular And that guy. he is paying attention to her who is not a cool, hype, yeah. not in the cool group. Yeah, could be. Either way, this song's playing, that montage, um, she's crying at Karen's Cafe and he, we are starting to see that he does have feelings for her because he goes to the cafe while this song is playing. And he like goes to the door and he's like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I feel bad about what Brooke did to you and all this shit. And she just like turns the lights off, turns her back on him, and she's like, fuck you. And you think for a minute that she's going to open the door. Yeah. And, and then she she's does. like, fuck you. Lights off. Fuck you, guy. And then you also just have a bunch of shit in this Luca, with Lucas and Peyton with this montage or whatever. But the main thing that I want to say with this montage is that when it's all when this song is done playing who do you see singing sweet dreams baby daddy loves you alright Jake Jagalski which, why does he call his baby, baby? Yeah, he Why does. doesn't he call him by the baby's name? I don't know. But we <laughs> we find out that Jake Jagelski, who's been a very small character thus far, mm-hmm. not only does he have pipes and a gift for playing an acoustic guitar, but he is also the father of a high school teen baby. Whose name is Baby. His name is Baby. So, I just thought it was an interesting way to end the episode because throughout the entire episode, this small character, Jake Jagelski, who, if you recall, he's like Lucas's only like friend, cool friend on the basketball mm-hmm. team. Everyone else is Nathan's crony and they've been bullying Lucas a whole ton. And so now it's like, whoa, that Jake guy, very Chekhov's gun style that they were peppering us with like a couple episodes ago. He's come back, and he's clearly going to have some storylines moving forward because they end the episode with just clearly the reason why he's involved is high school teen pregnancy drama. Mm-hmm. We did not have any of that in the OC. We didn't have any of that in Friday Night Lights, and I am looking forward to getting our first high school teen pregnancy drama storyline as we move through OTH. Mm-hmm. Bringing up real life issues. Real life stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. MVP. Who's your MVP this week? Uh, 100% <laughs> Deb Scott. She is the shit. So this MVP, first and foremost, an homage to Pat, who's on his honeymoon. You're taking over MVP duties for Pat. And I know he would have chosen the same person. He would have chosen Deb Scott. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because she's just an all-around good person who is married to a piece of shit. And you're making it sound like that's our relationship, the way you're saying that. Am are you, I? Are you Deb? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you brought it up, not me. I'm, <laughs> I'm Dan Scott. You're no, Deb. you're not Go. Dan why, Scott. Why are you your own MVP this week, Deb Scott? So, out of the Scott clan is the only one who wants to make amends with Karen besides Keith. And we, we know why Keith loves Karen. Yeah, she's trying uh, to get some pussy. Correct. But she genuinely wants the whole family to get along. She wants Lucas and Nathan to you know, start getting to know each other and grow up together and all of that. And she starts befriending Karen, even though Karen wants nothing to do with her. And Karen even says that she really didn't want to like her. Yeah. But she's a really likable person. And she goes out of her way to try to make her feel comfortable, to try to make her feel like a part of the family. Um, and I feel like it takes a lot of, it, it just takes a lot for a person to just kind of set aside differences and do that. Because she knows it's the right thing. Once again, bonding over common enemies. So that brings me to one more thing. She, I think, equally hates Dan as much as everybody else. Right. Which makes her even more awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, yeah, everyone in this fucking Tree Hill town bonds over hating the fuck out of Dan Scott. Yeah, Deb talks about going on a double date or going out with Karen and not bringing Dan. And it's yeah. just clear that no one wants Dan around. Yeah, God. So she's like, yeah, and I won't bring, I won't bring Dan. I think Dan is easily the most evil guy who I've ever seen. Like in all these teen dramas we've been watching, he's got to be at the top because he's the only guy who literally has no redeeming qualities. Nope. There's not one. There is not one redeeming quality that they have shown us with Dan. Nope. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think Pat will appreciate that because um, also another thing that both you and Pat said about Deb, dude, comment alert here, Deb, huge, huge boobs. Mm-hmm. That was also on my list, but I decided not to. <laughs> well, you can use that for Pat because Pat, Pat always said it off mic, but he didn't say it on mic, so now you can say it on mic for Pat as he's sitting in a Paris hotel listening to this podcast yeah i'm saying it for pat not for myself that's for you pat so with that deb you're the mvp kids you sleep tight you sleep tight kids oh thanks for coming on you're welcome should we do your outro music sure so fresh is our turn baby kids you sleep tight have a really good night sleep kids and give pat sign clear eyes full hearts do that You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.